Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen, and this is episode 88. Now, my guest today says, rewire your brain, think new thoughts, your life will follow. And joining me on today's show is Michelle Molitor. Michelle is the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting Inc. And she's the co-author of the best-selling book, Breakthrough Healing. Now she works with executives and entrepreneurs, bringing over 25 years of experience, intuitive insights and strategic business savvy to their success. Now she's an expert at enhancing the capacity of leaders to build high performing teams and exponentially increase bottom line results. And Michelle's unique rapid rewiring approach is a culmination of years of study in the realms of emotional intelligence, neuroscience, organizational psychology, and rapid transformational therapy. And she helps catalyze shifts in thinking and eliminate those mental or emotional blocks to rapidly rewire your brain for greater confidence and success. Now on today's show, Michelle's gonna share how to rewire your brain so that you can boost your confidence. She's gonna talk about some tips for saying no with grit and grace. I know many of us women can struggle with that sometimes. She's also gonna talk about the neuroscience of success. Welcome to the show. Why, thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome from America. Yes, I'm <laughs> opposite sides of uh, the world and able to uh, to connect. And we're so honored to be able to share your uh, expertise with our viewers and listeners today. This is an area that many business owners, uh, women in leadership uh, can struggle with. Men too, is you know, they're, they're blocking or being, you know, blocked by just something and there's some things that we just can't shift through. So I know with your rapid results uh, technique and approach, you'll certainly be able to help us. Let's talk about rewiring our brain. What do you mean by that? For someone who may not have heard that term before. Sure. Um, so I have been a coach for a long time, nearly 17 years now. And as you know, coaching is all about helping people, you know, put new goals into place and move forward more powerfully. And oftentimes we get stuck. We mm. get stuck on a thought. We get stuck on a fear that holds us back from moving forward into places that we want, whether it's our career or personal life, relationships, et cetera. And uh, those stuck spots are conflicting beliefs that we have in our brain. So one of the rules of the mind is that your mind can't hold two conflicting thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if you have a thought that says, of course I can do this, of course I can run my business successfully, 
but somewhere in the in your subconscious mind you have this lurking belief that says no you can't i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough who am i oh my gosh mm -hmm. then you you end up with this kind of ping-ponging effect between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind right so the process that I take people through literally gets at those limiting beliefs in your subconscious mind and pulls them out like a weed, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're able to understand why we created those limiting beliefs as a function of protecting ourselves yes. and, and then replace those with new empowering beliefs um, through a process um, that I call the transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's literally through um, repetition that you're able to create and rewire your brain with new synaptic neural mm. connections in your brain so you're literally rewiring your brain with new thoughts yeah i love thank you for taking that uh, the time to explain that because you know sometimes when i'm speaking to people and there are some thought patterns and there are obviously outcomes situations that they don't like and you know all of the anxious and worrying thoughts and i've often said well just ch don't don't well no don't say don't i said change your thoughts oh it's it's you know that's not as, as simple as that but as you've said you, often people struggle because of this other belief which is conflicting is it sometimes because people have not been able to pinpoint and there's no awareness of that that belief that is stopping them that often prevents them from having real change is that something that you find yes absolutely you know i myself um suffered from one or two of those mm -hmm. very deeply embedded subconscious beliefs that were getting in my way but yet i couldn't get my finger on it i've I'm a learning junkie, right? Yes. And so I've tried all sorts of things, every which way to Sunday. I've been coached. I, I've had coaches. I've had therapists. I've had all sorts of consultants that I've worked with in different ways because I've always wanted to be the best that I can be. And there's mm -hmm. one or two little things that were always in my way. And, and through this process, I discovered how to get at those mm -hmm. subconscious beliefs. But oftentimes, they're in our blind spot. We mm -hmm. know there's something there, but we, we can't get at it. You know, it's like there's that thing on your, your nose, but you can't really see it because you're too close to it, right? So it's a belief that's deeply embedded in your subconscious that you probably picked up somewhere along the way, oftentimes when you were just a little child. So mm -hmm. you don't even know it's there and it's just in the background running on in a program and guiding your beliefs and your decision points and your actions on any given day. Yeah. I think one of the things that's so important is self-awareness, having an awareness of something before you can make some change or even decide I'm going to make a change. Obviously, there's um, processes that we need to go through uh, for the for the guests or for the listeners we'll certainly share how people can get in contact with you but briefly are you able to explain just some um, idea of what are some things people can start to do to maybe hone in just a little bit more deeply onto some of those thoughts that may be holding them back is there something that you can share today just to give people an oversight yeah absolutely well the first thing you can do is start to notice where you're where you're feeling stuck and when that moment happens, when that trigger of something happens, you you feel like a deer in the headlights. Hmm, what just happened? And having that moment of self-awareness, so like what what shifted and what am I actually feeling? Because we often operate from our head up, mm -hmm. right? And we forget about this whole body that we have that's so amazing and trying to give us information. 
So understanding, listening to your body, listening to your intuition is one first way of understanding like, oh, something doesn't feel quite right. Mm -hmm. Let me follow that and see where it's really trying to point me. Um, and then uh, maybe do some journaling about what you're noticing, what you're feeling, so that you can start to see if there's a pattern, yes. right? Um, and that will start to help bring awareness to it. Um, and, you know, the, the more you do that, the more you get tuned in with yourself, the more mm. information you'll, you'll get yeah. from yourself and, and from your, from your higher spirit. Yeah. If you're tuned I, in and listening. I, I love the way that you'd uh, sit around journaling because that's something that I do. And, and often you'll see, as you said, a theme or a pattern, and there may be some things that you write down that you think, oh, that's interesting. And I think just having that uh, mindset of being curious, let's see if we can perhaps un unpack this a little bit more. I think often too, what we, we assume that it's going to be difficult, but we need to really learn to take a step back, don't we? And, and to slow that down. Something there is causing us to react in that way. And as you say, it could be that belief. Something else that I often hear, and I'd love for you to, to share insights around that, is that often we'll give up too soon, way too soon before we make that real change. Like think a new thought and you said something, you continue that, continue, continue, continue till it becomes that new habit. Speak a bit more about that because I think so many of us, we give up when we don't see immediate results and some of us may right be on that cusp before that change is really going to happen. Speak more about this. I'd love it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So uh, your brain likes familiarity, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a well-worn groove, a, a, a set of neural conne connections in your brain that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and you're trying to rewire that with, I am good enough, I am good enough, I am good enough, um, in times of stress, your brain is always going to go to that well-worn groove. Mm -hmm. And so through repetition, your brain also likes repetition. The more you think a thought, the more true it becomes for you. So if you keep telling yourself, I am good enough, I am good enough, I'm capable enough, I can do this in a thousand different ways, then you start to rewire those connections in your brain. And eventually, sometimes it happens quickly, sometimes it takes longer, but that will become the new go-to channel in times of stress. And you'll wake up one day and you're like, oh, I, I am good enough. I get it. Like, I get it wholeheartedly now. And where did that old story come from? I don't even know, but it doesn't matter. It's just behind me. And so um, part of one of the things that I do with my clients is I create a customized recording for them um, that has some binaural music that drops them into an alpha brainwave state. But then I'm literally reprogramming them with new positive thoughts and behaviors based on all the data and our conversations that we've had. And their homework is to listen to that recording every day for 21 days. Wow. And yeah. in that repetition, that listening to it over and over and over again, they're very quickly building those new connections in their brain mm -hmm. to shift their behaviors much more quickly. Yes, love that. And 21 days, is that um, like an indication that's a good solid time to create those new neural pathways? Or, yes. Yeah. Uh, new habits take 21 days or, or more. Depends mm -hmm. on how deeply embedded, you know, yes. if you've got a lifelong habit of something, something, then you might take more than 21 days. Yes. But 
Um, I've seen all sorts of miracles happen inside of 21 days. It's astounding. Yeah, I love that. And I think also, too, it's a great reminder um, if we're thinking about different situations such as sports, um, you know, high, um, you know, high or, 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 or who am I talking about? Athletes. Couldn't think of the word. They don't just train once or twice. They train over and over again and, you know, shaping their muscles, building their muscles. And just like our, our brain and, and our thoughts, we need to retrain those and continue to uh, allow our brains and our thoughts to emphasise the positive, the things we want to, to continue to, to share uh, with ourselves. Tell us uh, a little bit, if you would, around this for someone who really is struggling. Because I've spoken to a few people over the last couple of months who have just been trying and trying and trying, yet the belief that it is even possible for them is just not in their scope. So they're not even starting or daring to start. Does that all around that belief that something's embedded, that it's not going to be possible, it's for someone else, but not for them? Yeah, I say that a lot. It's a, a belief of that's not available to me. It might be available to you, but it's not really available to me. But the good news is, is that it's just a belief. Mm. and a belief you can always change right you can just think a new thought now you might have to think that new thought over and over again to get mm -hmm. to that place mm -hmm. but it's it's having the willingness to want to change um you know i jokingly say to my clients you know the work that we do is not for the faint of heart because i'm going to ask them to go deep within themselves sometimes mm -hmm. but they have me right there walking alongside of them. So they're always safe, right? Um, it's just the thoughts that we think, the things that we tell ourselves that makes it feel unsafe sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're willing to trust yourself and, and do the steps that we talk about, then yes, change is absolutely possible. Yes, but you just have to start and you have to have that repetitive and I love the idea about having a recording because there's something so powerful about having a voice in, in your ear and, and listening and over and over again. So uh, very, very powerful. Let's talk about something else that I know many people can struggle with and that is saying no. You've got some tips for being able to say no with grace and grit. What are some of those tips? So the first thing that you want to be aware of is you know, if you're saying yes to everyone else, you're depleting your own energy. Mm -hmm. And if you're depleted, then you're really not good for anybody. So in order, one of the ways you need to say no is like, what do I need to take care of me so I can be the best I can be for those that mm -hmm. I want and need and love to serve, whether that's friends, family, colleagues, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. um, you have to make time for yourself. And you know, I can hear all those voices out there. Well, I have to, I can't take time for me or that's selfish. Mm. No girl, that is not selfish. That is self full. You have to take mm. care of yourself first, your health, your well-being, your mind, body, spirit mm. in order to be your best for others. Because otherwise you're only, you're, you're depleted, your energy's, you know, low and that can create a negative ripple effect. And if you're always caught in a cycle of stress that takes a toll on your immune system your cortisol levels rise um 
and that long-term stress can lead to from disease to disease and create breakdown in your body. So um, it's in your best interest to help you stay healthy in order to, to do some of that self-care by saying, no, mm. I don't need to do that. Um, but I can't say yes to this over here. Yes, absolutely. And I think sometimes it's just giving yourself permission to um, have that conversation and even rehearsing, if you will, some ways that you're going to express that. For people that have often struggled because of everything that you've said and they just don't want to let the other person down, what would be, do you have a, like a phrase that's worked really well for you that's honoured the other person but at the same time honoured you, yourself, um, and allowing yourself to say, no, this is not, um, you know, not going to suit me at this time. Have you got some scripts or, or one that particularly you know works well? Sure. Um, so if if someone came in, oh, Michelle, I really need you to, to be a part of this board, right? Mm. Um, and I know that my plate is already full. I can say, gosh, thank you. I'm so honored that you want me to be a part of that. And I would love to be in the future, but right now, um, my level of commitments is, is got me fully booked and in order to be my best for everyone, I need to say no at this time, yes. but keep me in mind for it. Call me back up in a year and, and we'll mm. check in and see where we're at. Yes. That's right? a great way, isn't it? To, uh, to have that conversation. Like, and, and often, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You want to honor the other person, thank them and honor mm. yourself in the process. Like, yeah. yes. And yeah not right now <laughs> yeah. and that's good to have in mind because i know as women we don't often like to let other people down and uh as you said we often will stretch ourselves too thin to be able to to uh to support others but if we're not supporting ourselves you know ultimately we're not able to support those that we've already said yes to because we are exhausted and we can't give of our best, so that's a great reminder. Now let's talk about something that I know many more people, thank goodness, are starting to talk about and really underpins, I think, a lot of what you're sharing today and the work that you do, and that is neuroscience, the neuroscience of success. Just for people who may not be aware of that term, neuroscience, what is it? Neuroscience is the science of the brain, mm. all the, the nerves, all the information, all the data that's stored in your brain and how it runs your entire body, mm. right? And so I've, I've geeked out on science and, and the neuroscience of things over the years because I used to have a conversation with myself that coaching was woo-woo and, mm. you know, it's all mystical, magical. No, it's science. That's what's so exciting about it. Mm. It's just, this is how our brain works. So there's a part of your brain called the amygdala mm -hmm. and your amygdala is responsible for your fight or flight mechanism. It's deeply embedded in your brain. It's part of your old reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. um, and your amygdala or uh, Amy, as I like to call her, Amy is just responsible for your survival. Mm -hmm. She's here to protect you. She loves you. She just wants to keep you safe. Now, the problem is if, if Amy um, comes up against a, a thought, a belief, an idea that makes that part of your brain think, oh, this is a perceived threat. Mm -hmm. She will shut that down. Look mm -hmm. over there. Do something else. Don't go there because that could be dangerous, right? Yes. So the more you could understand about how your brain works and it's just trying to work for you, then you can take back the power mm -hmm. and 
tell your brain what you want to do. So that's another rule of the mind is your brain will do exactly what it thinks you want to do, which mm-hmm. it thinks is in your best interest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So instead of letting Amy run the, the ship, you have to be like, no, no, this is what we're going to do. And this is why we're going to do it. Cause I know I'm safe, Amy. And, and your brain will be like, Oh, okay. I'll get on board with that. Mm, yeah. I love <laughs> but that. Sometimes it takes a little jiggering. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to show Amy that there is a better way here it is and, and train up Amy in, in that way. You know, it's fascinating because they're learning, you know, scientists uh, and the medical industry, if you will, are continuously learning that, you know, the brain will heal itself. It can heal itself. Whereas they previously thought that uh, if it was brain damage, that was it. But the brain will find a different way. As you said, creates neuro pathways, creates n- new neuro pathways, new ways of, um, d- you know, figuring things out. So something else that I know that you talk about too is the rules of the mind. What's that? So the rules of the mind are um, essentially 12 different principles that guide what our brain does. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, a simplified, uh, less technical version of what your brain is actually doing. Sure. So um, let's see, another one of them is um, your mind responds to two things, the pictures that you think and the words you tell yourselves. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned earlier, athletes, they, they practice and they practice and they practice, but they also mentally rehearse mm-hmm. because your brain doesn't know if you're, if you're thinking a thought, if it's true or if it's actually out here in reality. Mm-hmm. So Tiger Woods, for example, a great golfer, mm-hmm. right? He mentally does the shot over and over and over again. And then his body follows through with the physical motion. So you're creating muscle memory, but also mental muscle memory as well, so that you can create that award-winning shot or that, uh, you know, write that book, do that, whatever that thing is that you want to do for yourself. So the more you can envision yourself um, achieving that goal, feeling the success Mm -hmm. of that, the pride, the accomplishment, whatever that is for you, whether it's losing weight or, you know, getting that raise or promotion or starting your own business, Mm -hmm. when you can feel that emotion of it, like, look what I did. Then your body goes, Oh, we did that. That's so exciting. And it's acting, it starts acting as if it's already happened. Mm -hmm. And then you start to create your reality from there, which is really powerful. Oh, it is. You know, and I'll often say to people, uh, you know, if you're you're thinking what what, exactly what you've just said, a thing, the brain thinks that it has happened. We just need to remember a time where we woke up in the middle of the night and we'd had a a nightmare or something that we, and we wake up sweating, our heart is pounding. And then we realize, oh, it was just a dream. Now our body physically thought that that experience was happening which was why we we woke up and we're not in that situation thank goodness and that is really how powerful the mind and what you're thinking so our dreams is is impacting us um physiologically that's if that's the right word our body our physical bodies yes exactly (laughs) yeah so when you think of it that way i think um just how powerful visualization is and i i've even heard Uh, Michelle, and you might have heard other examples where there may have been an athlete that would have had an injury and they're not able to um, perform, obviously, and and practice. But what their coach has encouraged them to do is to visualize them. If it was a basketballer, you know, dribbling down the court, doing some hand uh, movements and, and ball movements, 
and I think the when the athlete was healed, the recovery stage and getting back up to where she was was shortened because of the fact that she would run it through her mind and not just disconnect altogether. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. It's actually, um, you can also use your mind to help yourself heal more quickly. Mm. Um, because as I said earlier, your mind does what you tell it to do. So if you, if, if you've suffered from some sort of injury, um, mm. one of the things you can do is keep telling yourself, my body is healing. My body is strong. Mm. The muscles, the nerves, the fibers are all coming back to perfectly just as nature intended and keep telling yourself that, or, you know, as I like to do is make a tape and put it in my ears, mm. right? then you, you will recover more quickly. Um, a great example, I had a client I worked with uh, who had uh, her first knee surgery, replacement surgery, and it had taken her six months to heal from that, to, to get to the point where she could go hiking again. Mm. And she was coming up on her second knee replacement surgery, and I was like, Jen, let's do a science experiment. She's like, okay. So we did um, an RTT session, a rapid transformational therapy session, a week prior, and then I created a recording for her, helping her body heal itself. And she started listening to it before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. And she was out hiking on the trails within three weeks of her wow. second knee replacement surgery. Wow. Three weeks versus yeah. six months. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. The mind is so powerful in that way. And I think in the same token, when we allow it to run loose, with all of these unhelpful beliefs and unhelpful thoughts, it's powerful in that way too. But thankfully, we know that we can take a step back and control the thoughts. And even I think too, Michelle, and speak a little bit about this, it's not only our own internal thoughts, but the environment in which we are associating ourselves. Who are the people we are allowed, allowing, if you will, to speak into our lives too? That can severely impact what we're thinking and our expectations and even our beliefs too, yes? Yes, absolutely. Um, again, back to back to the neuroscience, there's a part of your brain up here called your mirror neurons. I call them your little emotional antennas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they, they naturally pick up on the emotions of others around you. So you know, like if you walked into a meeting, you can literally feel the tension in the room or you can mm -hmm. feel the joy in the room depending on what's happening, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's your mirror neurons at work. And so you think about it, who are you surrounding yourself? Are those people, are they lifting you up or are they bringing you down energetically? Because if we look at the physics of it, we're all energy. Mm -hmm. We're all just energy. And, and positive energy vibrates at a higher vibration mm -hmm. and negative energy vibrates at a lower vibration. It's just science, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're hanging out with people who are really positive, you're vibing at a higher vibration and then the law of attraction kicks in and like attracts like. So mm -hmm. you start attracting to you more of that positive energy. Mm -hmm. But the converse is true. If you're, if you're hanging out with people who are Debbie Downers and negative Nellies, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get caught in their spin and they'll start to pull you down. Then you end up vibrating at a lower vibration. And then you start attracting in more negative circumstances into your life. So you get to consciously choose, right? Mm. What do I want to fill my life with? Positive energy or yes. negative energy? So yeah. you might 
you know, you might look around the landscape of your friendships or your life and go, hmm, who do I need to upgrade? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm sitting here facing uh, this computer and it's in a corner of my office. And sometimes behind me, I'll often have my uh, dog that just sits in a chair. And I tried something one day. I imagined myself getting frustrated. I was not facing him. And I was just, you know how you can work yourself up? And he wanted out of there. It is something that animals can sense, tension. Um, and it, it's so interesting, as you say, when, you, you know, that energy, you really can create that. And if you're in a room and everyone's feeling like that, that's why they have those sayings. You could cut the air with a knife. It is that uh, that uh, powerful. And we don't realise that, I think, that everything that we think in our, um, our physiological um, reactions, if you will, can, conti can continue, unfortunately, to feed into and to grow and to, to uh, validate things that we don't want and strengthen things that we don't want. But at the same token, as you just said, we can change that. How can people find out more about the work that you're doing, Michelle? How best to connect with you? Sure. Um, they can always visit my website, Nectar Consulting, N-E-C-T-A-R, consulting.com. Um, you can learn all about my services there, or if you'd like to have a chat, I'm happy to, happy to have a complimentary discovery session and talk with you for 30 minutes. You can uh, have a link to my calendar there, but you can also find me on Facebook, um, Michelle Molitor Coach, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Rapid Rewire on Instagram, mm -hmm. and LinkedIn. So. Yeah. I'm all out there in the in the Twitterverse, if you will, yes. and um, I'd be delighted to connect with your listeners and answer any questions that they have, or or have a one-on-one -on -one private conversation with you. Yeah, fabulous. And you know, sometimes we've re reached a certain level in our business or in our career, and it's just something that is just un unknown that's keeping us stuck, and we keep kind of landing back to that not knowing. Well, now we know that it may be just just a, a belief there that we need to shift so that uh, we can then yeah, certainly rise through to the next level of success for ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. Such a blessing to be here with you. And um, I wish you and the rest of your listeners all the very best. Thank you. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.